This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Have you been cursed by a gypsy? If so, I can help. Hello, I am Mikhail Grabavox, Warlock for Hire. Need a magic medallion? I got that. Need a can of Febreze? I got that too. No gypsy curse is too big or small for Grabavox. Warlock for Hire. Listen to a customer talk about her gypsy ordeal. Basically, like, clotheslined his fucking wife to, like, grope my collarbone, like, my left upper chest collarbone. Didn't actually touch the tip and was just like, how are you? And all I could do was yell, ew! I gave her a magpie feather to eat along with a vial of koala urine she must wear from her neck for two weeks. It's either that or she would lose her tits. Here's a tale from someone who didn't come see me. They hug and everything, and then when the woman turns around, I'm yawning, because I don't even, I, I can't hear what the hell's going on. I'm yawning. This woman puts her fingers in my mouth. <gasps> I would have given him a set of earrings made from bat scrotum, but he never came to see me. Now he has cancer. He has gypsy cancer, which is the worst kind of cancer. Don't let this happen to you. Light a candle and reach out with your mind to Mikkel Grabavox, Warlock for Hire. Nobody is better at fighting the forces of stink than me. I am telling the truth. Me, Mikkel Grabavox, Warlock for Hire. It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. Metal Sucks Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's uh, your host, Petter Speich. I am always joined by... My name is Brandon Hahn, and you and your whole family can find me on Twitter and Instagram at YourBuddyGooch. And back... Uh, it's Jocelyn Sharp. Yes. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jocelyn Sharp, and I will not threaten your family when I do it. I did not threaten your it family. I just said they can find me. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook or Twitter at Rise to Offend, uh, Rise to Offend official on Instagram. Guys, this week we get to talk to Jamie Morgan of Code Orange. We're all about this tour they got coming out, the new reality tour. It is starting June 22nd. Make sure you look for dates, guys. They're doing a headlining set. I'm super excited. Um, and we'll Born play. in 94. 93, 94, yeah. yeah. Said in the interview. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so old. I, I, I didn't. I could be that guy's dad. I could be. I, if, I, if I knocked up some chicken at 14 years, which is possible, I, I am old enough to be, scientifically, I'm old enough to be his dad. Yeah. Okay. That We're is, old. I don't like that We're feeling. Old. He's happy you're not. I'm sure he's, he's so happy. very happy. Because you heard that bit you just did. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what bit are you talking about? What? <laughs> <laughs> you can play that sounder for, for, anything. for, anything. for anything. anything. It works. Let's keep but it. But the in. fact that you made a bit just because you found that sounder. Play it one more time. What's that? One more time. What? Are you talking about this? Okay. Yeah. It makes me want to have a sword in my hand. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I love it. I love your bet, even though it was uh, 
It is amazing. Anyways, guys, so before yeah. we get to our interview it's with Jamie, guys. It's amazing because it made no sense. <laughs> no <laughs> sense. Who gives a shit? Dude, I don't care. Go for it. Guys. I'm a genius. I'm a genius. You're a genius. You brought, you're you brought something. it. I'm a something. Yeah. What's the opposite? Let's talk about another genius as we get to the Metal Sucks news. A genius in a lot of ways. We're going to talk about the genius of Michael Keane and the Faceless, the main news story we're going to talk about. Now, Let's just break down this for the millionth time now with Michael Keane and his disastrous um, just descent into addiction. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's very open. This guy ha- is a heroin addict. Everybody knows. Um, and when you're an addict, you will deflect and blame and deflect and blame and deflect and blame and always find ways to not take responsibility for the hurt that you're causing. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about what happened here at the Bay Area Death Fest. So, his band was 10, 10 plus hours late to the festival. Whoa. What? There's traffic. <laughs> <laughs> there is traffic. <laughs> that will never get old. You guys can't see that we now have choreography. Exactly. <laughs> Just, and go. So they're 10 plus hours late to the festival. They were supposed to play Planetary Duality, their second First record. off, let's go, let's, 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 let's go back to let's 10 and a half hours. How <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Do you That's end up being fault. 10 hours? It's one thing where it's like, guys, I got the dates mixed up. Sorry. No. 10 hours. Like, yeah, guys, I just nodded off for half a day. You know yeah, what I mean? Heroin like, will do that to yeah. you. <laughs> if, if you. Seriously? If you work an eight-hour shift. And then, no. And then, you missed it. And then showing up to the venue, like, oh, people will wait. They're <laughs> you know I mean? They work a 45-minute shift. They missed it. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they missed it. 10 hours late. I yeah. mean, I am perpetually late. I always have an eyelash that won't glue on right or something like I'm uh, I got to change my sh- I get it. I'm always at least two minutes late. At least 10 well, hours. Nice. Nine hours. Two minutes. Well, I mean, 15. Yeah. But <laughs> I was being kind. 15, uh, 20, 25, 30. <laughs> but 10 hours. How the fuck? Like, what time did you plan to leave the house? No shit. That's what I'm getting at. It's like, well, I'll just do a little hair. It get me through to the. <laughs> <laughs> but there's an entire new he set. He just starts slowing down like. <laughs> An entire new set of band members. Yeah. Obviously, his band all quit back in March, right? Mm-hmm. The entire band. So he's got a whole new set of band. Are they all on heroin, too? Well, I, they, Do they not have driver's they, license? I can't believe they didn't quit at 10 hours, 5 minutes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? They quit around hour number 4. That's where I would have been like, I'm done. Let's talk about the new band members for a second. So the entire exodus of this band happened in March. First off, how bad is their job resume? You know what I mean? That they had to that they join have this. to join this fucking band. But he was sold. He sold them. Look, dude. He sold um, them um, heroin? Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what it took 10 hours. I, I was getting there, yeah. So he sold them probably, hey, I got my shit together. I'm not an addict like they say, yada, yada, yada. And then this is, I think, their second show together or something like that. Or I don't know if it's the second show, but I, they haven't played a lot together. So pretty much their first show in the States, I believe. Or maybe they're all heroin addicts. That's the next thing. Is, like, oh, is everybody fantastic. here? Maybe, because here's the maybe deal. it's two hours late for everyone heroin addict. Yeah. yeah. All I'm saying is, is like 10 hours to a heroin addict is like five minutes it late just, to the rest of us. I you can't know what even I'm say that out loud. It feels like a joke. Yes. 10 hours late feels like a, it doesn't feel, how do you, I don't even, I yeah. can't, do you understand? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't say I, any I, words. I'm having a hard time. <laughs> yeah. Here's the deal. Because you have a job and you know what goes what, into that. Why do you even show up? That, exactly. Yeah. 10 hours. Yeah. You wake up up Wednesday. No, I'm still going in. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> Just get that. Hey, if you're a band, you're going on at noon and you show up at 10 p.m. 
just just break first, that in real quick. First off, if you're a band, you're you the math wrong. First off, if no? you're, if oh, you're right. a band and you're going up at noon, you fucked up somewhere. <laughs> you are not a good band. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. you're hauling oats. Yeah, come on. Yeah, no, hauling oats still gets pussy. I'm talking about. I'm still talking about a band where it's like, Kenny hey, G. Go, yeah, play this car lot. You know, here's some. We got some hot dogs and, and hamburgers, and we got this band. It's, it's Uncle the faceless. T- it's Uncle Tony's cover band. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you guys aren't even over the first part. No, There's more. No. Ten There's hours. There's more here. Ten fucking hours. Go. Okay, they were supposed to play their second album, Planetary Duality, in its entirety. This record is 30 minutes long. I think it's even less. I think it's like 29 minutes. Like It's, it's a short record. Okay, but, saying playing an album in its entirety, and it's like only 29 minutes. Yeah. Like, it's like it's 30 minutes. Well, they could obviously play other songs, too. I don't know how long their set list right. was for the Death Fist, but that's what they're scheduled to do. Play this album in its yes. entirety. So 29 at least, minutes. At least 29 minutes. At least a 30-minute set. That's what their contract is. Right. They only played a handful of songs off that uh, record, and the set was over. So they... That will never get old to me. Is that going to be the official... I wonder if people are sick of it, though. But Is that going to be the official heroin sounder? You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, 10 hours late. Let's not, let's not give such a cool sounder to heroin, but let's let, we're going to have... That's going to be the official sounder for something. How about this? Here's, here's one for heroin. Boners in the mosh pit! No. <laughs> it's very difficult to get a boner on heroin, so that makes no sense. None whatsoever. Thanks for the logic, Joss. I, I just want to point that. it out. Um, if it was cocaine in the mosh pit, <laughs> I get it. Then I get it. But so only 15 minutes they play. They sounded horrible. There's a video of him um, they, trying to play guitar, but you can see that he's 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 just strung out on stage. They uh, didn't sell any merch. Okay. Um, oh, you mean 10 hours late? They didn't sell any merch? Yeah, they didn't sell First off, what kind of fucking <laughs> fan is going to hang out for 10 hours? And like, also, I really love this band. But we, we love to surpri- hate, so are the we, hate fans. Are we surprised they didn't have merch when they didn't plan enough to be there on time, you know? I wonder if they sold merch on the way up to get gas. I don't know. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> They're yeah. just at fruit stands. Exactly, man. <laughs> we got oranges and faceless t-shirts. Man, I'll suck your dick for that heroin, and here's a t-shirt. You know Think about I mean? that. They were late longer than a scheduled full-time job shift, right. and they only played a labor board mandatory break. Yeah. yeah. I want to know. They played a cigarette break. Yeah. yeah. I want to know. I want to know. Seriously, have they given out merch for heroin? That's what I want to know. Of course they have. Okay. Okay, well, we can't verify that. Verified. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> verify. Jaws, go to work. Uh, yeah. with my eyes. She has a shirt. No, She's yeah, like, yeah. I, gave, I gave him some heroin. <laughs> no, I gave no, him, some, no, I gave him some queso caliente heroin. <laughs> I mean, you just got to imagine heroin addicts would give anything for anything. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Here's like, a band shirt. Promote my band while giving me heroin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So at this point, we made our jokes about Michael Keane right. for the billionth time. Yes. But. The faceless. I'm like, almost going to miss. I'm almost going to miss him when he either. When he. Sobers up, or the, the other, other thing. The other thing. <laughs> That's the thing. It's just like, at what point? Got dark quick. Yeah, it got really dark quick. I almost want to play that sounder in reverse. Well, I mean, that's a what good mean? point. Is it's really at this time when we we have to decide as the metal community how uh, how how long are we going to enable this behavior? Yeah, we made a joke uh, a couple of episodes back when they announced a seven week tour. They're playing out here in Vegas, uh, as we talked about at the mm-hmm. beauty bar. Like what seven day, weeks. What day is that? It's it's I forgot the date. I don't have it in front okay. of me. But now it's, now just imagine that date now ten hours later. So just <laughs> Vegas, I'm talking to you. It's the so, kind of thing. Yeah. I wanted to go to that show. I still probably am going to go to that. Show, but is there something wrong with me? Because I, I yes. want to see the fate, faceless actually perform a live set. What if I get a good show? Because I went and saw Stone Temple Pilots a bunch of time with Scott Weiland. I had some two great shows and like three really, really horrible ones. But the two great ones were like 
oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, when he was on, when when that dude was on his game, he was off the charts. But it was a risk buying tickets. Would you say? Would you say the faceless is on that level? Um, I've I've seen the faceless do. I've never seen him do a headline set. I've only seen him do half hour sets. And um, actually, both times I saw them, I thought they were really good. You right. know, um, <laughs> but this is this is this is obviously. It's a different situation now. Yeah. This, is a, this isn't something you should support. Like, I should not buy a ticket no, because I'm, I'm putting heroin in his hands. Exactly. So I'm yeah. not going to go to the show. Yeah. It's over. I'm not going to talk about it. But at this point, yeah, like... Pete's, which seems Pete's, like such a dad thing to do, but Pete is a dad. Yeah, Pete's part of the problem. And we're all adults, and we're at the point now where we understand there is consequences to the things that we support, yeah. Yeah. and we do not want to make it easier for anybody to ruin their own life. Yeah, so... Yeah. Don't support this band. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's fair to say that, though. It's, it's fair, fair to, be like, to say. Do you want to see Michael Keane die with a needle in his arm? Just like the knock Mistium things. Eventually, when Blake Judd was on heroin. I don't think we're going to see him die, like, on stage with a needle in his arm. I think he's got, the, I think he knows well enough to take the needle out before he hits the stage. I want, I want to thank you for taking me literally. Yes. There. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. That'd be just, just. Really great place to take it. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I agree with everything you said. I, I believe he would take the needle out of his arm before he Thank the you. Yeah. Thank you. I just, well, hey, look, the guy showed up to work 10 hours late. I, just, it's all, I, I can't get over that. I can't get yeah, over Yeah, you that. can't imagine his shirt was buttoned right. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, exactly. So he's got a whole new set of band, yeah. band members, right? Obviously, they're not close to him, but if these guys made the right move and bailed before this seven, this seven-week tour is not going to happen. No. Okay. We, we said it wasn't going to happen a long time ago, but at this point, you're like... How in the world can this possibly happen? If they do, if it does happen, it's going to happen just like this this fucking last gig went for them. It's going to be all late. It's going to be the right. wrong songs. It's right. going to be yeah. not. It's just there's no way that they can prepare and, and <clears throat> rehearse and be ready to perform a tour when when the linchpin is dealing with an addiction. Right. And and, I, and here's another scary thing, too, right? Because uh, I had a, 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 a my stepbrother passed. He, he had a problem with that. And uh, he got a bad batch. And like this opioid crisis, I mean, it's like the things that they're putting in these, these they don't, it's not heroin sometimes. Fucking comet, especially while, drain especially while he's touring. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm getting country. at. It's yeah. not like he's getting heroin from his like reliable source. Like, you know yeah. how you go to the same hairstylist every day. Hey, I trust this person. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. If you're uh, if you're an addict, yeah, but if I get a bad haircut, I'm not going to die. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're not going to die, but you're going to want to. So, <laughs> so, yeah, your analogy is is I get it. So but, like, pedestrian yes. compared to what? Because guys, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but I have never done heroin, so I'm just jumping <laughs> to conclusions, trying to wrap my head around this. Do you know what I imagine getting a bad batch of heroin would be like? I think it would be like when you go to In and Out and you ask for extra spread, and they only give you normal amount of spread. First off, that's that rages me. It enrages me when that happens. So yes, I can. See that? I get the great analogy, Jaws. Great analogy. <laughs> How dare you make my fries animal style, you son of a bitch! <laughs> so, <laughs> both your analogies were dog shit. No, terrible. Were, <laughs> mine was dog shit on purpose, though. I know. Yeah, you, you, mine was a work of art. <laughs> yeah. So, so, anyways, so yeah, you don't know if he's going to get a bad batch. This could end very badly, and you're like, the dad talk comes out. You're like, all right, dude, come on. Yeah. This right. band, he, this guy is a, a no great musician. He, he he can write great songs. The Faceless have, have not put out a bad record. I didn't buy their last record and become a ghost because of these problems. You know, I'm like, look, I, I, there's too many bands out there that are working hard, doing the grind, that... 
that I need to be supporting yeah. instead of anybody that can, you know. And you're gonna put your t- you're gonna put your ten to twenty dollars into somebody that may end up. Yeah, it's gonna go putting, right. In, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's going right into their arms. Yeah, it's going and then right like into their arms. so so at this point, I mean, after this, Bay, I, I can only imagine they did not get paid for this show either, right? How can the they, they obviously didn't <laughs> Pete, make the contract. This is America. <laughs> There's no suing here. You're yeah, just well, not getting paid. Well, actually, they uh, they actually uh, got the Teamsters involved, and uh, they're going to get that money. No joke. As a stand-up comic. If you guys showed up ten and a half hours late, <laughs> and, right. then, and then did you're supposed to do forty five minutes and you did ten, would you still ask for? Here's your the money? thing: if we showed up ten and a half hours late, the venue wouldn't even be there anymore. Half yeah, the time. exactly. It's closed. <laughs> Not half the time. I'm saying ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah. This is yeah. a situation. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, and my thing is, you though, can't is, if you're in a if you're a performer, you do not show up late. You do showing up late is showing up fifteen minutes before the show starts. That's showing up late as a performer. My thing is this: Axel Rose looks at this guy and goes, "Come on, man, get it together." Yes. <laughs> saying, it's just like. It's like this guy would go on stage three, four hours late. Okay. Yes. 10 hours. And another thing, like the venue, at what point do you go, oh, I think he's still going to show up? At hour nine, you're well, like, I think it's going to happen. It's like, a, no. It's a Bay Area. It was a death. It was a festival. So there's music playing all day. Oh. So which with the I festival, get. that's the only way he can get away with it. Obviously, if it's a regular oh, game. Oh, so, so in other words, he went from opening band to headliner after 10 hours, is what you're saying. I mean, right? I've gone to metal shows, I've gone and seen bands live. That I won't call out here, but I, I've seen that went on hour and a half, two hours after they were scheduled to go right. on. Yeah, you and know? it happens. It, it happens. happens, but 10 hours? 10 hours, dude, come on. And then he followed up, like I said, blame, deflect. That's what happens with addiction. He followed up saying, don't judge him because there's like a 15 or 20 second clip of him trying to, you know, do a guitar solo to a track. And um, he's like, don't judge us on a 15 minute, you know, whatever solo here. No, we're gonna, I'm judging. We're going to Instagram live some thing. No, but- I judged you around hour eight. But that's what I'm trying to say is like that. No, this is the truth that deflecting that blame. It works in his mind. Yeah. He thinks, oh, no, no, no. This is just the media. It's like, no, bro. This is the media. Listen, (laughs) listen, we are part of the media world. And yes, on occasion, we do in joking manners or say something like that. That might be hurtful to the artist. No, we're not above that line. Right. We don't mean to, but it it may happen. But in this situation, it's like, no, dude, we are virtually... I don't want to say making fun of, of, of your addiction, but at this point we're, we are in a way saying like, you need to get help. You need to get a handle on it because that's, I mean, all addicts do that's uh, all of us have experience with addicts in our family Mm -hmm. and all addicts do is rationalize. They're the best at rationalizing. They can make anything make sense to why it's not their fault or why they deserve it or a, a multitude of reasons. So until we as a metal community to decide that this isn't the type of shit we're going to put up with anymore because we don't want to see our rock stars die anymore then it's just going to continue to happen. Mm. Agreed, man. Agreed. So uh, one more story I want to touch on, guys, because um, we've been talking about the rise of Ghost and all that stuff. And um, their record came out, Billboard number 3, sold 66,000 copies in the United States. They have a huge headlining tour. So they are the, they're at the arena level right now. But this is set up for this generation to have a stadium rock band. It's so awesome. A lot. A lot. Yeah. Do you guys disagree? No. Oh, I think that's what I'm saying. I mean, they have everything you need. I'm they have, stoked. They have hooks. They have hooks in their songs. Theatrics. Theatrics. You know, uh, they, they, the backdrop and all the stuff that they put in, they put a lot of work into that they're show. They're not just a band. They're entertainers. Yes, exactly. And I think that's why that's why I think they're going to take it to the next level. So one. culturally, uh, like the band we're talking to today, Code Orange, I think is, 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 a, is another band that's right up on that rise that can go up there. So culturally, rock is kind of, it's getting its foot back into, you know, the mix yeah. of things. And that's well, and I, that's a huge rise. And, and The this, rubber band effect, dude. Yeah. Look, and I'm telling you, the, the, 
the the R and B and hip hop that has been coming out recently oh, is garbage. So bad. It's so garbage. <laughs> and the thing is, is there's more and more people. Because now we used to celebrate back in the day, like in the 90s and stuff, everybody had a different style. Yeah. You know, but now it's like. It all sounds the same. It all sounds. Not to sound like we're 80 years old, but right. it all sounds the same. It does. It, it does. does. Yeah. It's like, it's like there's no, it's all mumble rap. It's, it's, it's all, it's, it's just, there's just, I don't see the structural, like, I, I don't see the structural integrity that used to be. In, right. And know? yeah, we're all metalheads, but right. Wu-Tang forever, man. Like we all grew up with great hip hop, great rap. Like. Right. We, we have a love for that. We have a love for for music right like just because we're metalheads doesn't mean we're gonna go oh the, all the hip-hop and raps that's what i don't like is and, when people are like oh well you're a metalhead you don't get it right no i fucking get it yeah. i like hip-hop and rap but i like good hip-hop and rap. If, if, good, if you don't yeah. get speaker box and the love below by outcast you don't get music no you I know don't what you're saying so and they're they're two of the best albums in that in that genre came from outcast right. yeah and so with that i'm just saying like but rock has not had that well also you got to realize that you know, the hip hop game and rap is based on trends and they, 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 the trends change so fast within months Yeah, where, yes. where rock is still something where you got to build, you still have to build and tour and build and tour. So it's a completely different entity as yeah. far as consumers go. But with ghosts selling this many, the entities kind of, the, the youth are showing that it's, it's changing. And, and that's something that's very good for all these younger bands that, that we want to see. It's good to see know? because the rock genre is, is only about the music. You can only be successful truly in rock if you create good music. In hip hop, yeah. it's in hip hop though, it's all about the drama. Yes. It's like it's it, it really is a reality TV right now, show. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and it's just like, look, I don't need to I don't need to know who's, who's right beefing with who. Beef. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a shit about Drake's problem with this fucking douchebag. Right. Like I don't give a shit Drake about Drake gets that. pedicures. Get yeah. out of my face. Exactly. Yeah. And you're trying to tell me you're hard? Get yeah. out of here, dude. Go back to Degrassi and eat a dick. You so know? congratulations to Ghost. Thanks. Well, yes. I mean, we're very happy that someone broke broke through to that level because Deserving. what you're doing is an opening up a lot of these bands that we are pushing and we want people to hear like Code Orange and stuff like that. So. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, you. hopefully this is just the, you know, the beginning, the plug of a dam of a flood of things that's going to happen. Yes, for it's, it's due, man. Excellent. So, all right, guys. So this July progressive metal band Redemption will release their seventh full length long night's journey in today via metal blade records with guest musicians, Chris Polland and Simone Mularoni. This is the first album since the departure of vocalist Ray Adler and features the debut of Evergrey vocalist Tom England. Pre-order Long Night's Journey into Day now at metalblade.com slash redemption. Once again, guys, Long Night's Journey into Day, Redemption's new record. Pre-order it now, metalblade.com slash redemption. And with that, guys, here is my chat with Jamie from Code Orange. Everybody, what's going on? It's Petter with Metal Sucks on the phone. I got Jamie from Code Orange. Uh, We are here to promote the new reality. You guys are doing a headlining tour starting June 22nd across North America. And also uh, the recent single you guys released, Only One Way, which came out in February. And of course, the album that we've been talking about for the last year forever, which is still out now, guys. So let's go back to the single you guys recently released. Back in February, you did release Only One Way as a standalone single. How did you like that presentation of your song opposed as an album format? I like it. I feel uh, we just felt that it would be, you know, interesting to um, try to turn things around quicker and and put some songs out without the format of an album. Just because making an album as a band, it takes so long, as as everyone knows, not just in terms of writing, but in terms of production. The records take now freaking six months at, you know, for the vinyl to print and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's just a long time to sit on the same stuff. So we thought we'd do like a digital only 
uh, single, and we did our own remix of that single, and I like it. I, I think I think it's another angle of you know producing music and like artistically. It was cool for us to be able to think outside the box of like a full album because whenever we're making an album, we're trying to check a certain number of boxes of things that we want to get across or things that we want to hit. And with the song, it was just a little more free. So it was fun. I liked it. Cool. So going forward, do you, I mean, do you still you still like the album format, do you think? or you Because you, the times are changing. Yeah, 100%. Oh, great. Okay. I think both. It's definitely both. I think albums are super important especially for bands and bands like us who have a lot that we want to get across and want to tell our story which i think you can only really do on an album Mm -hmm. but i think that because the way other kinds of music have just like progressed and changed so much these guys in other kinds of music they go and record songs and they put them out the next day and and obviously metal and punk and hardcore can't really compete with that because it's such a different format and it's live music but I want to get about as close as you can get to doing that, you know? And, and, and at the same time, I want to, uh, you know, take, a, do a proper album as well. So I think we can do it all. It just kind of means that we got to work overtime because we don't want to put anything out that, uh, we're not proud of. So excellent, man. So, and that is something you guys recently, uh, they did report you guys were recently in the studio. Um, is that true? Yeah, we're working on stuff, but we're always kind of working on stuff, so. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I want it to be, you know, when we do something, we're just going to drop it, and we're just going to do it. So Excellent. I think, you know, we're always in there. We're always working on stuff. We're always writing stuff. We got material. Anytime we're not touring, we're writing stuff every single day. So we really, you know, commit 24 hours of our lives to this. So I think uh, we're, we're going to have music to put out, and. I think that's the only way, you know, for a band to, you know, cut through the noise. And but the the the, the deal is, the music has to be good. It has to be of a certain quality. Or for me, it at least has to be. It has to be exactly what I want it to be. So you know, I feel like it'd be easy to turn stuff around quick and just shit stuff out. But we feel very inspired, so we have a lot of stuff going on. Excellent, man. One thing I did want to bring up, because uh, part of the package, like I said, the, the Forever album cycle still should, I mean, the album's still so relevant. It's only a year and a half old. So I, I understand that cycle. You know, I hope it goes on a little bit longer, more headlining tours happening for this record, because it's such a, you know, a, a good, important record. And a lot of people felt that way. The one thing I really liked Thank about... Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, the promotional thing is that all the music videos you guys did also felt very... Um, like usually towards the end of an album cycle, there's a, a quick music video that's thrown out. But the three you guys did are all very, um, they're they're just very engaging and, and very well made. Is that as equally as important to you? One hundred percent. There's nothing more that I truly hate than just like the tossed out there music video or the tossed out there like anything. So I mean, if we swing and it's a miss, then it's a miss. But we always. It's always a lot of effort being put into every single aspect. I mean, we sit there all together. Usually with the music video process, our boy Max, he makes all our music videos. He'll kind of, we'll first kind of all sit in a room. We'll come up with a bunch of ideas. Then we'll kind of split off. all find a bunch of references to like timestamps and clips of videos and stuff that, and art and stuff that we like. Bounce it to him. He'll make something. We'll go back. It's a very long process. And when I talk to him about, you know, how, 
I think it, the process is for other bands. I just think it's a lot different. They don't see it that way, which I get because there's already so much to do being in a band. You're kind of like, you want the guy, you know, you're, you're asking to do it to kind of come up with it and all that. But we just, I can just never see myself or any of us saying, Hey, you come up with this. You know what I mean? It's just like, I just can't imagine it. So I think that is super important. You got to visualize. The thing is we don't have production. We don't have all these things that we would like to have because we have a lot of ideas. I think the music videos are time to, visualize you know as best we can what we're trying to get across the music video the album art the layout we do all the art you know we lay everything out we do all the merch and the videos and i think that's for us like that for me that's literally at least half of it you know so i think it's important to to visualize what you're what the the sonic scape you're trying to create you need to put a visual to that so i'm glad that that's gotten across to you i feel you know we put a lot of effort into that no i i really think that the universe if, if you can call the code orange universe it like i said <laughs> it's very i know i just put you in the marvel world i'm like if you can call it the, you know but i'm down with that yeah it's cool you know, i like that shit <laughs> so you know what i'm down with that i'm not happy yeah. with if i may segue for a second what is the universal they're, they're gonna yeah. do this dark universe thing right they put out they put out the mummy movie with tom cruise last year and I love oh, the God. concept. I know, man. They're blowing it. It's just breaking my heart. I heard they're remaking Bride of Frankenstein. I'm just like, ugh, dude. Because that's they a always cool try universe. to rush that shit. Yeah. They always once something pops off, it's just like music. Something pops off a little bit, and you see everyone else who's got a dime or got half an idea. You know, they want to kind of recreate that same magic, and it's just literally not possible. It's so weird that over history people don't just see over and over again how that just does not work i mean it works if things are truly booming and that's how you almost get like new metal and stuff like that because you have a couple bands who or any trend you know you have a couple bands who they're doing something important and then you have nine million bands who are just doing something period you know yeah just to do it uh same thing with that shit same thing with all that movie shit that marvel shit and they got marvel and star wars and now they got fucking the mummy universe, whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Justice League. I saw that. That was fucking horse shit. So yeah, dude. that type of shit. The trend, the trend needs to die. But you know, we, it's it's crazy because I live in Vegas, and and the trends. That's actually how people live. Like it's just crazy. Like you'll have a restaurant, or you'll have a place where it's like, oh my god, it's, it matters, and then six months later, it's closed. Because that's how fast the trend is dead, right? And I'm like, man. It's it's so universal. It's yeah. like, again, it's the exact same way with bands. I think that isn't like to circle back or whatever. I think that is why, you know, again, and it, I always recognize when we're doing something, I never have some thought, oh, everyone's going to like this, or even most people are going to like this, or going to think it's cool, or going to get where, or going to see where I'm, where we're coming from. You know, I realize that most people click on something, they get the surface level of it, and they, you know, that it disappears from them, and they've either decided they like it, or a lot of times they're out of stuff. But for us, I want, I, we really want to try to make art that for the people that invest themselves in it, there's something in there to actually invest in, and there's deep-seated, you know, there's little secrets and little treasures within all the stuff, so... That's my goal, you know, and the bands, a lot of the bands that we love the most, you know, have a, have a, a vibe that's not only audio, but it's visual and it's everything. It's just a representation of what they, 
like in on all levels. So that is my ultimate goal with the band is to create kind of like you were saying, almost like a universe without being, you know, without being fictional or having to lay too hard on the cheese, more just like, you know, create this vibe and build on that vibe. And, you know, a lot of people asked us years ago, why are you changing your name? Why are you doing this and that? And it's because the vision for that had kind of started, you know, and so it needed a reboot. Didn't need, it didn't need a re. It's almost like the movie shit. It needed a little reboot, so we had to give it a little reboot. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense, man. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot here for a second. Which out of the three music videos for Forever, uh, the Forever album are your favorite? Is your favorite, sorry. I think my favorite video, simply because the reality of these things is, you know, I like all the videos we did. We actually have two animated vi- videos, one that we did through Adult Swim and one that we did through that we just did on our own. And then we have two like music videos. I, I kind of like to see those in two different compartments because the music videos are a lot more, you know, our heart and soul. And I think the animated videos are kind of meant to be a cool offshoot of that. And, you know, give those, some of those songs some light and give something, another side of our vibe, you know, the same way the singles is giving another side of our other sides of our vibe. But in terms of the music videos, I probably like the forever video best because of the fact that it just seemed to really resonate with people. It came out first, you know, it really represents the record. It represents the color scheme of the record. It represents the vibe of the record. Um, there's things I would always do differently in it. Cause you know, again, with these type of things with metal and rock, you do all this shit so early before it comes out that by the time it comes out, it almost feels like, ah, I could have did this or that which is the feeling I'm trying to escape by doing these singles, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but I would say the forever video got the most attention, but I re- I'm really proud of our videos and I'm proud of, you know, for the really low budgets that we had, I'm proud of our videos that we did on our last record too, that we, again, were just our dude, Max being fucking sick and, you know, us contributing a lot of ideas, so many ideas that he couldn't even fit them in the video. And he was telling me, we got to cut a lot of this shit out. You know what I'm saying? So, I I just don't like videos where one singular thing is happening or because then why would you watch it for more than a minute in like your, the modern times, you know? Why would you just watch a performance or just watch some actor guy like walk around an empty house or, or whatever? It's just like boring as shit, you know what I mean? There's got to be a finish. There's got to be something. So... I, that's just the way we look at it but i'll say forever yeah forever is an excellent one yeah, and i agree with you man and that's the thing about the way the videos are formatted now these if you're watching it via you know youtube or is it vimeo or whatever but like you you do have to go just like music though you gotta search for it you know and i mean there is a couple music yeah. videos that i mean they drew me in like when in like in flames did this one called here here until forever did you see that one that stop motion one with the, <laughs> No, as a co-op, I haven't seen it. So, dude, it was, it was just Hard an amazing talk. video, right? And I was just like, wow, this is oh, probably great. one of the coolest videos I've seen. And, and, and um, it's just, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, thank you, Inflames, for, I don't know their budget, I don't know their, their deal, but like for actually giving me like a cinematic type cool video. And then like every time I die, I did one yeah. with Map Change last year too, the same thing. It's just to, to capture the vibe of the song, and you guys did it with Forever perfectly, actually, because I saw the video before I, I got the record too. Um, it, it represents it just genuinely. And that's a hard thing to do where, where like, like a lot of the videos that are just shot real quick and thrown out there, 
they don't represent the record. They actually cheapen Agreed. the record, you know. They take away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I've talked to these bands, like I've talked to these bands that are my friends. I would obviously never throw anybody under the bus. But I, they're coming, you know, a lot of times, and a lot of times it's because of their means. But at the same time, I don't totally buy that because we were on Death Wish, which is, you know, a hardcore label. And we fucking figured it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We figured out how to make something worth it. And I think you can. I don't think it's really a budget. It is partially a budget thing. It's partially a lack of creativity on that front. And that does, maybe you poured all your creativity into music and you're kind of spent. But I feel like if you're kind of spent, then you ain't fucking getting anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you can keep doing what you're doing. But if you're, you know, if you don't have enough juice in you, I talk to a lot of bands like, oh, we got to do a video. You know, it's like, you got, you better be thinking about this shit. You know what I'm saying? You re- if, if, unless your goal, in which I completely respect, is just to jam, play shows, have fun, like 100% I get that, then, you know, good for you and do your thing, just have fun. But if you're like saying, oh, I want to do this and that and the other and all that, it's like, you better put that type of fucking effort into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't understand that. We, I, I truly agonize over the details. I feel like that's the only way to make something great. Or at least that's the only way I know how, or we all know how, you know? So I think some dudes get lucky and they find directors that have really great concepts and and they don't got to do that. And that's cool, but you're only going to get lucky once, twice, you know? People are going to see, we're going to keep rolling these videos out and they're going to go, oh shit, like what's the common denominator here? You know what I'm saying? It's got to be creativity. So I, I, I think people need to step up in that regard, but... A good video will truly inspire you, you know what I'm saying? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, they, and back in the day, I don't know if they do it anymore, but like when you got like the, they would sell the, you know, the videos eventually on DVD, you know, stuff like that. So when yeah. you got like the, oh, I yeah. got all the Primus videos on DVD or like even like someone like Marilyn Manson who, like I said, they put all this effort into the videos, sitting down and watching Typo. That, typo, yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. You, you watch that journey of, of the videos they do it, it 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 it's a it's a stamp of uh it's it's like a new record even though it's it's songs you know what i'm saying it's just another piece to that it's unbelievable yeah yeah and we 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 always go to that stuff whenever uh um you know we get ready you know we we of course go to uh our guitar player dom is like a type of fanatic so he has he uh has watched the fucking documentary that also has all the music videos on it like countless times so you know we watch that and you get or, you know, the Alice in Chains videos on tape, mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, that it's, and, you know, it's cool to see how those bands have kind of kept the singular aesthetic in a lot of ways, and that's another thing that I really like that I think plays into it. I think you always need to put a twist on it, but I think it should stay under your same bubble that you've created, you know, in some kind of way, so people can identify with it, but I completely agree with you. I love that journey as well. Excellent, man. So, yeah, dude. And speaking of documentaries, I I want one on Peter Steele real bad. Um, yeah, Typo is just such an important important band and Carnivore too to me. So, um, one. But speaking of documentaries, to segue again, I'm sorry. I know you're a wrestling fan. That's correct, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Did you see the Andre the Giant documentary that HBO just did? No, I didn't oh. see that shit. I do really want to see it though. But I heard I heard about it. No. I listened to some. Uh, some some melter about it dude i know what happened i gotta watch it though i'm telling you man you gotta watch it yeah it was it was uh it was just such a 
genuine take on it. Now, you guys are from the Pennsylvania area, you know, so when ECW was doing its rise, did you actually get to see some of these live events or no? No, because we were all fucking, like, way too young. Way too like, young, I was I born in 1993, oh, so we yeah. were all born in 93 and 94. So, I mean, we've got, I've gone to a lot of stuff over the years, um, but not ECW, no. Man, I, I, did you ever watch that stuff or no? Did you ever get into it? Yeah, yeah, I've seen, I seen everything. Man. I've seen everything, that was for sure. The, the live show, obviously I've never been either. That's why I was wondering, I was like, I wonder if he's seen that. The live aspect of ECW was like a Slayer concert to me, you know, like back in the day, like it was just yeah. pure chaos. And I was like, man, that atmosphere. Awesome. Yeah. I just, I just wish I knew somebody that that's been there. <laughs> so, so that was, Yeah, like, dude, no man, that, that'll be, I definitely have friends who went, I'm one of my best friends from here. He's gone to everything. He went a lot. I've been to the ECW arena to see ring of honor and stuff like that yeah. in Philly. So, um, I've been there, but, yeah, that, that was just a little before, a little before when I was around. But the wrestling shit's been the wrestling shit. I think needs to step up a little bit mm. right now. Not not all of it. Some of it's great. Like I love uh, I love the New Japan stuff and like the Ring of Honor stuff. And we talk to them like Young Bucks dude. Sometimes they're doing some awesome stuff. But some of them, I was watching it the other day, and sometimes it's just a little a little slow. Sometimes it, it's it's a soap opera now. It's a pop culture almost kind of approach like it's, it's yeah yeah so and and under i guess uh you know when i talk to people about it they're like look the way things are now with like lawsuits and, and you know taking care of the stars and all that stuff it's it's gonna just it's never gonna be like the golden era that i my golden era would be like the 1998 style of wrestling you know like like the for sure for me you know the mankind's the undertaker for the sure. stone cold um, and I know a lot of people are like, no, nah, back to the Hogan days. And hey, that's cool, man. I was just too young to like really appreciate that stuff. But like, um, 100%. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it rolled into the ECW stuff, which the ECW stuff blew my mind. Like, I think that really kind of tainted my mind, actually, because after watching that, it was really hard to go back to the, uh, the figure four leg lock, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it will definitely mess you up. And that's almost how I feel. I mean, we got the opportunity to play on uh, the NXT. Yeah. And that was fucking awesome. And yeah, that was amazing. I really hope we get to do that again. Um, I do feel like, though, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm a big fan of, uh, like, mixed martial arts and, and, and stuff. So sometimes I feel almost the same way about that, where it's, like, hard to go back. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Especially when they really nail it in terms of, you know, if there's like a, I mean, I love just the sport and, and I'm, I'm, I'm completely down with that as well. But in terms of like when there's a great, you know, big, big fight with a story and stuff, I mean, that's as good, if not better than any big, you know, wrestling thing. So I think it's cool that, uh, that exists. I think that you, you did nail it. Cause I've actually said that the MMA, it, their marketing strategy it needs to be more like the WWE. I mean, and they do that on, on one level where they, they do build and build and build, but the result is an yeah. actual fight. So, I mean, it's just like the stakes are higher, you know, um, with, with everything. No, the, the stakes are super high. Yeah. And it feels like, I mean, it's a big fight of guys you care about. It's like, you get just chills, man. Like, it's like, that's a thing. I, and that's unbeatable. I kind of agree with you, but I also feel you can't control it that much because at the end of the day, it's a sport. Mm-hmm. So it's not really for, it's a mix. It's like a hybrid. It's like if 
a really true it's like if the fucking hardest sport of all time which it pretty much is was combined with a little bit of wrestling it's not going to go full wrestling because i think then you'd have to be asking or maybe it will but i don't think it should because you'd have to be asking guys to you know not be themselves when they're getting ready to go fight someone even just i've never trained mma at all i've i train uh jiu-jitsu for the past you know four years almost every day so even just getting a little taste of those guys and knowing a lot of people it's like the the well the feelings they must be feeling is just crazy you know what i mean like there's no type of adrenaline i don't think that could ever match up to that like getting in there with someone and one of you you're trying to kill each other yeah you know what i mean so i you know i, I kind of agree but i see why it's why how it is you know yeah and that's true like as far as like and i know there's an argument i guess for the, the hardest sport in my mind that that is probably the most vicious sport because it's a one-on-one thing now obviously yes football I, yeah i get it like I've, I've said many times maybe not athletically hardest but dude yes i mean you're fighting you know what i'm saying yeah. for a long ass time imagine even, when you even fight for like 30 seconds it feels like a fucking year yeah <laughs> like these dudes are in there for 25 minutes like with the best and now it's such a sport it's not even really barbaric it's like very technical now you know yeah. so i feel yeah i don't know it's fucking brutal i love it though and did you did you appreciate the barbaric a- aspect more of it now than in, in the less the technical aspect because that's something that, i'm a boxing guy like i said i'm from vegas so boxing is a huge thing for us out here and yeah. I, people always bring back. No, remember when they would just go in there and just you know knock their block off, but they, they didn't learn defense. Mm. And I'm 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 kind of like eh, the defense part of it. I understand it's not as exciting. I agree. But like that's like a, it, it to me magic. it is. I yeah. love, but I love jujitsu. I love the ground. I'm a jujitsu guy, so yeah. I love all that stuff. So to me, every I mean, there's boring fights, but mm. you know most aspects of it are exciting. I can get something out of it in some way, unless they're just doing nothing. And even when they're doing nothing, I have a hard time blaming them because I'm like, bro, you're fucking in the goddamn UFC. I get it. Fuck it. I'd be scared of shit as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, like, so, yeah. You make that mistake. You get knocked out. You know, it's, it's, it's different you yeah. know, than people think. It's like, no, if you, you're going to be a meme for 10 years. <laughs> so, like, you got to. Exactly. And there's, there's a lot. Like, we, we have one friend who's in the UFC who's a big uh, metal and kind of like a hardcore guy my friend andre feely mm. from uh california he trains uh under uriah faber up at team alpha male and josh barnett he he's a oh, big barnett. mental hardcore fan i always yeah. see him at every time i die show uh mashuga i've seen him a couple times one time i saw what's up to him but it was kind of weird so i'm not going to do it again but <laughs> still he was cool it's all about time i was like hey things. what's up we met i was like what's up we met before and he's like okay I was like, shit. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dude, getting out of here. Yeah, that's, I, I got the same thing. I've done that before, man. I'm like, hey, I actually talked to you on my show. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I'll just, I'll. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. timing, bro. I mean, I it's get timing. it. It's yeah. not what I would say, but yeah. I get it. I yeah. can't blame the guy. He's, he's probably a great guy. Oh, dude, I think I think he's definitely a, a probably a really cool guy. But yeah, dude, it's it's just it's just a timing thing. It's today to be yeah. a celebrity. I know, and an MMA guy in a way is a celebrity. It's the worst time in history to be a celebrity. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
Oh yeah. I've seen I've seen like Charles Barkley walk through like a casino here and I mean every three steps people run at him with a camera, turn it around and just they won't even ask, you know, like and it's like you just see him That's smiling so and smiling and smiling and I think to myself, I'm like, it's virtually like you're at house arrest if you're like on that yeah. certain level. It's like you and so say you're the fiftieth guy that comes up and says, Hey, you know, you never know if you're that guy. So I always have like a sympathy, you know for that definitely you never no, i agree that's why i don't talk to anybody yeah i just had to try that because i was like well maybe he's seen our band i don't know but yeah whatever it's all good i got a good feeling that josh barnett is gonna say what's up to you next time you see him <laughs> i just feel like the universe will <laughs> no, come dude, around he's, right. a, he's well see he's a good he's cool though he was nice and everything we took i took a picture with him cool. i just felt kind of bad i met nate diaz one time too backstage at a uh um festival my friend my friend this dude named chris he from the band uh five finger death punch oh i know chris gale he uh he's a good good fucking guy but he just straight walked me up to him he's like hey this is my friend jamie blah blah blah, because i guess he knows him and it was awesome i was like damn it was sick because i was scared to go up to him kind of so yeah chris is an amazing dude, bro we yeah we're out here in vegas like everybody he's just as i mean he's as you can walk up to him a hundred times i'll say that live people he'll always be cool oh yeah he doesn't care he came up to me yeah he came up to me first oh he's what i'm saying he was like hey man i'm a i'm a big fan of your band yeah chris i was like damn man that's sick and we just became friends like he's a he's an man the people but we've we've been really lucky man Mm -hmm. to meet some of these dudes and some some of these dudes are are good dudes. Him, Corey Taylor is a fucking great dude. Great dude. Yeah. Uh, Randy from Lamb of God is a great dude, and they just come. They just came up to me. What's up? Like your, I really like your band. Like, they don't got to do that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that that's co- taught me a lot. I respect them a lot. Man, that cosign is a is such a big thing for for guys like those guys to just say hey. And if you like, I said Chris Kale on. If you listen to the Josta program, he's said you know about your album. You got to hear this is the best album yet. He said he said your guys' record is one of the the best hardcore records of all time. So he continually promotes wow. and that cosign that he does in the media. I mean, I don't even know if you guys are aware of all that all that, but like that cosign that he does in the media is yeah. so important to the genre, you know, and especially when a band like. I remember the last one that I saw that everybody was kind of like co-signing prior to Corridor was like Gojira. And it was like, yeah, these guys know, yeah. you know, and then they're going to keep talking about that band. And they co-signed us too, yeah. man. Gojira took- are great guys, man. They brought us on like fucking three tours. Man, Dude. good guys. We hang- Go- Speaking of the casino, Gojira took us to the casino and like paid for all our shit mm-hmm. on the last day of tour. He gave me, he put a hundred bucks or something in the thing, 200 bucks. And he was like, at the end, I won it back, and he was like, just keep it. I was like, damn, bro. They're good guys, man. Yeah. Some good guys right there. That's them. And I agree with you completely. Like, that's that's the type of company, you know, in an ideal situation we'd like to be in, in terms of uh, quality and respect, you know. Gojira's earned their respect, and those other bands know it. And we all kind of come from similar roots in some kind of way. So, I mean... Uh, that, those are the type of dudes I want to be talked about, but I don't want to be some flash in the pan situation, you know? Uh-huh. So uh, those guys have seen it all, so that's a good sign. 100%. And they know, and that's what I'm saying. They see what you're doing, so it's it's great. Now, you guys have been on a ton of, I think, just big tours, you know, since Forever came out. Like you mentioned the Gojira one. You did a short one with Mashuga. The biggest one that I recall, just off memory, I think, is the System of a Down tour you did in Europe. Was that the biggest tour yeah. you guys run? yeah. 
And that's another yes, one. Yes, that's definitely the biggest story we ever did. So when yes, you when you that was insane. I can only imagine, Nick. Yeah. So when you take the stage for a band like that, and a, like I said, it's also a cosign from system to be like, hey, we're taking out these guys, you know. Um, which yeah, grow you know, growing up seeing system like in two thousand and one and stuff like that, all these bands like it's just it's just to see them pass the buck was was great. It's because so many bands were taking them out, like and they were like yeah. blowing the headliner off the stage. Like I mean. I, I can't tell you how yeah. many times I saw them with like open for you know, like bands like Primus, not to bring them up again. And Primus takes system, system does their thing, and we're like, what did I just see? And then you got Primus, you know, yeah, who's an amazing band on every yeah. level. I'm not saying anything negative, but the point is that cosign. No, I like, completely understand what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, that's that youthful exuberance, you know. Yeah, that's what ne- that's what this kind of music needs. Like when I go to these festivals and see everybody, and I'm not talking shit because I got respect for people, but it's just like. Look, like, this shit needs some fucking, needs something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I know that, I, I trust me, I know I understand underground metal, extreme metal, and I understand hardcore, and I think those things are in really good places. But I think I'm talking about, you know, on that kind of more above-the-surface level. I mean, it needs some fucking youthful energy, you know? So, 100%, that tour is insane. Oh, sorry. I think I cut you off. Oh, no, you're gold, man. No, no, no. You're totally gold. Yeah. No, that tour was insane. And it's like, was it difficult or like were the crowds in Europe just very much open to you guys right from the jump? It was difficult. I mean, it was, I, it's more on our end. We just had to learn how to do it. And it's just every step of the way. I think we're now at a point where we're really fucking, we're good at playing festivals or good at fucking playing amphitheaters or playing big clubs with bands. We've been able to do that a lot. And I think we're getting really fucking good at it and, and being able to translate that hardcore, that true energy and true fire to that situation on the arena level. We have, we have, we got to learn. Those were sold out arenas. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We got put up there and I think we did a good job. I think we could, we will definitely do better in the future when I'm, I know we will get more opportunities like that and we will 100% do better in the future. The crowd was cool. They're a little still system of a down. Hasn't played any shows. They want to see fucking system of a down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I almost wish that I like when the crowd's a little antagonistic. I'd rather them be talking shit and yelling shit and throwing shit. Because then I can feed off of that. I don't mind playing that game. I like playing that game. It's a little harder when they're kind of just like, they don't know what the fuck's going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how to exactly engage them, but it overall was a great experience. We did do really well. and But I just always try to think of like how we can improve. And um, We only had, like, it was only like six shows or something. So every show was like a new opportunity to play the biggest show we've ever played in our life and try to get these people's attention in the far back with a fucking singing drummer and a fucking, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All this fucking shit that we, uh, you know, have to figure out. And like I said, we've figured out how to relate that, I think, on a lot of levels. And I think we will figure out 100% how to relate it on an, like an arena-style level. This is maybe laughable to some people as that sounds. I'm very confident in that. So it was great. It was a great fucking experience. Those guys are super cool and it was insane. It was definitely the only time I've played shows where I was like scared a little bit. I guarantee you that was everybody. If you watch that Pantera DVD when they first played that Moscow festival back in 92, you can see it in their face. Yeah. Like, what are we going to do here? And then they came out 
they brought it and it's like one of the most timeless live They're playing minutes ultimate. of all time right yeah i forgot what oh was my that like, God, that's what I'm saying. yeah in russia that's got fire man yeah that's what i want to bring i mean i want to be a part of bringing to back to you know heavy music and metal is like on that level the whole fucking festival crowd is fucking it's a war out there. You know what I'm saying? The same thing with Slipknot and there are, and, and you know, and there's been many bands, but they're a great example. It was fucking a little scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a little bit, you don't know what's going to happen. And I think this kind of music needs it. I think other kinds of music, whether it's rap or whatever, and that kind of ties into what we're doing with this tour, have that in, in terms of the crowd more even than, this kind of music, I mean, the crowd goes nuts and everything, but on a larger scale, rather, you know? So I want to bring that, fu- translate that fire. People got to get used to that again, because I don't think that's really going to happen anymore, you know? So I think that hardcore music and coming from a background of hardcore is how those things happen. As a lot of those bands had members that did, you know, whether it's Slipknot or whether it's whoever. Lamb of God, uh, yeah. Completely. Lamb of God or fucking Pantera or Slayer or, you know, all those, or Typo. They came from our world, a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they weren't hardcore bands, but they had members that want, knew that energy. So I think that's super important. We gotta, it's gotta get translated. So that is my fucking goal, 100%. I love it, man. And so before I let you go, I just want to remind everybody out there, I got one more question for you because you brought up the hardcore, so I didn't want to ask one hardcore question. Everybody, just want to remind you guys, right now, go on, pick up Only One Way, the single that came out February, fantastic song, good remix right afterwards. Pick up that two-track single. If you haven't picked up Forever, guys, it's been out a year. The reason everybody's co-signing is because that energy and all that um, excellence is on that record. Check out the music videos. The whole package for this record is well worth any metalhead's time. It will definitely bring you to a, a, a fantastic place that we love in this genre. So make sure you do that. And last but not least, guys, Code Orange is headlining. Full set, June 22nd. Guys, make sure you check dates, the new reality tour. So with all that, yeah. just let me ask you one last question about hardcore. So to you, what time frame of hardcore was most influential to you? Was it the early stuff from like the, the late 80s or was it like almost the Victory Wrecker stuff from like the, the, the Stripes and the Earth Crises and the Snapcase? Which, which genre of that do you feel inf- infected you guys the most? I mean, obviously, I think people can hear, you know, that some of that, a little bit of that 90s sound, early 2000s, you know, hardcore, metallic, hardcore, um, type of sound influence so sonically definitely especially like coming up and being where we're from pittsburgh uh heavy you know hardcore is definitely what influences this band uh, i think that many all eras of, of hardcore are important for it and important for its progression and definitely uh the 80s and whether it's you know fucking minor threat or the youth crew stuff or whatever you know going into getting more metallic with like you said earth crisis and striping the victor records or even you know when it got even farther than that with converge and you know disembodied and all you know so i feel i think the heavy stuff is obviously what influences our music a big part of our music uh but i think it's all important and 
you know, we've taken a lot of flack in the hardcore world, especially in the past for, you know, how far we kind of took some of the heavy stuff. Uh, but now, as you, I don't know if you, you see, but all, you know, that's what all the bands are doing. Yeah. But either way, I feel, I feel it's all important. It all has a place. And I think that the main thing that's important in, in terms of hardcore is knowing where everything comes from and drawing from trying for us, we are goal. And I think, you know, when I, a lot of times I get a lot of comments or whatever people saying, Oh, I hope you guys aren't going to do this. I hope you're not going to do more stuff like bleeding in the blur. Oh, there's only, you know, I'll go on the only one Ray remix and I'll see a bunch of people saying, I won't too often, but I'll, I'll see, Oh, like what do they turn into? It's like, they don't understand. I think, I think what people will see when we've kind of, you know, uh, covered our ground and done what we're going to do is that we're, this band isn't going to progress, progress into not being hard or not being heavier. I want to do, we want to do all angles of it. We want it to be diverse and it's always going to be hard, you know, as our favorite bands always are, but there's also always going to be songs like bleeding in the blur and, 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 you know, hard rock, like hard rock's bad term, but, you know, stuff influenced by stuff that we love. So I think, you know, going back to your question, I think that it's all important. And for us, definitely that type of heavy, you know, mid to late 90s, early 2000s sound is definitely what influence, has influenced our band. But uh, it's all very important. And, you know, most would argue that the stuff before that is more important, you know? Uh, yeah, but again, man, you guys are staying genuine, you guys are staying true, and you have conviction. And that's that's what hardcore means. 100%. And, and, and that is something that you guys have in spades. So whatever people have to say, they don't talk to talk. They oh, should yeah. walk to walk, dude. So with that, Jamie, man. No, I never bo- that kind yeah. of shit never bothers me yeah. in terms of I get it. I have an opinion on all kinds of stuff. I just more mean I hope, you know, that the people who like us when we're done have a nice understanding of what we were trying to put forward. And we're not going to take any fucking shit. That's just what it comes down to, and that's why you know you'll you've seen people have seen over the past couple of years. We'll get into it with some bands and stuff like that. That's just what we come from. That's the world that we come from. You know what I mean? So we ain't taking any shit. And guess what? I don't think a lot of the bands we liked, fucking we like that have come from metal and whatever took any shit either. So I think that's just the way it's got to be. It's got to have some attitude. It's got to have some something. It's got to have some danger, or it's not going to exist because it doesn't have a place if it doesn't. So. That's all I see. It. It's a it's a good mantra and it's a legit mantra for sure for our scene and the way you should be. I think as a person, you know, um, don't take shit. Absolutely. You know, so uh, Fuck with, no. With that, my man, I know you got to get to rehearsal. I just I, I appreciate your time so much, dude. Everybody, again, make sure you catch thank you, man. Code Orange on tour for sure, dude. And uh, thank you, man, again for calling into the Metal Sucks podcast. Thank you, brother. Thanks to the site. The site is funny as fuck. It also uh, has supported us a lot. So.
Metal Sucks Podcast. Doesn't matter if it's punk, metal, or rock. Rockabilia is your one-stop shop for all band merch. They have over 500,000 items to choose from. Hard to find stuff that you can't get anywhere else with the largest selection of music merchandise available in the world. Doesn't matter if it's hats, shirts, autograph items, patches for your battle vest. Rockabilia will have you covered. And everything is officially licensed. Don't fall for the Chinese counterfeit band merch on Amazon or the targeted Facebook post promoting a bootleg product. If you support Rockabilia, you're supporting the artists. Been around since 1987 with 30 years of giving you the best memorabilia. And for special discounts, use the promo code PCJabberJaw. So for your punk, metal, and rock memorabilia, there's only one place to go, www.rockabilia.com. <laughs> yeah! Can we, that just be our new transition sound, please? Mean, I don't know. I love it so much. I, I think you'll get old quick. Not uh, yet. You, sure, know what, no. you know what? You know what? We'll, we'll use that for a while. It makes me feel like I'm on a sports show in an alternate dimension for Wizards or yeah, something. Yeah. I just, I, <laughs> like, I, that's I, the sound of Sports Center in Mordor. Hey, right. you guys tell us in the comments if, if that thing works. I think that sounder is just going to trigger someone to go on a murdering spree. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> I or hopefully it triggers someone to not do heroin anymore. Oh. Talking to certain people. First song you guys heard is uh, Only One Way. That's the single that Code Orange released this past February, guys. You can pick that up. Um, like I said, if you pick it up on the iTunes, it's a it's a two song. And then the second song, The New Reality off uh, last year's Forever. Best of lists all over 2017, guys. One of the coolest records out there. Um, and that is the name of the new tour, so I want to play that track. So with that, guys, make sure you catch Code Orange, f- full headlining set. 
starting June 22nd. Check those dates out and, and all that. And uh, thank you again for the iTunes five-star reviews. It's so easy to do. If you have a, if iTunes phone, you find the podcast app, you look up Metal Sucks, you click five stars. We keep seeing it. We can't thank you guys enough. It, it means a lot to us, the world to us, um, all that support we get. So, And with that, guys, uh, until next week, guys, over and out. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.